Welcome to The Bit Effect. This episode is one of our Retro Rewind series. Retro Rewind is a show based on nostalgia, where one of us, or one of our audience, pick a game that we can go back to and then discuss as a group. My name is Luke, and I will be your host tonight for my choice, Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island on the SNES. The game originally launched in 1995, and reviewed quite well with a Metacritic score of 91. In 2002, the game was also ported to the Game Boy Advance and was titled Yoshi's Island Super Mario Advance 3. Yoshi's Island is a 2D side-scrolling platformer in which the friendly dinosaurs called Yoshi assist a baby Mario through 48 levels to rescue his brother Luigi from the evil Magikoopa named Kamek. So with me on the island tonight are my good friends Craig. Hello. Mike. Hello. And Dave. <laughs> Sorry, I had an egg. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, guys, I want to know your history with the game and the version that you played for the, the show. I'll go first, just to kind of give a bit of uh, background. So, I had no idea that this was originally a SNES game. I originally played it on the Game Boy Advance. Uh, <laughs> My uh, my dad bought me a game a Game Boy Advance when I was a kid, and it got stolen. And unfortunately, all the rubbish second-hand games I had for it could not be replaced by the insurance company. So, with the policy that we had, they just gave us 30 brand new games. So we got everything that was out at the time, including this game. Uh, so I took it away to Turkey with me on holiday, which turned out to be one of the worst holidays we've ever had. But... I had a Game Boy Advance with all these brand new games, and this is the one that stood out for me at the time. So I have really fond memories of it, and hopefully you guys feel the same way. Uh, I played the game on the Game Boy Advance emulator via the Wii. Well, I suppose I'll go next, because mine's is a completely opposite to you. I have absolutely no history nor emotional attachment with this game. First time I had heard about it was in a discussion which sounded a bit weird because you were talking about Super Mario Advance 3 Ultra Yoshi Island or or whatever, (laughs) and then it was Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island, and then it was whatever, and I I just, I got whole, so I had to do a bit of Googling. That was the first I'd heard of it, to be honest. I played it for the SNES on my Wii U. Nice. So my experiences of Yoshi's Island are that back when it was a Super Nintendo title, I had the briefest of goes of it. I remember it looking amazing. Uh, I never actually owned it myself. So um, I remember a few years later on the N64, everyone was raving about uh, Yoshi's story. But again, again, I only played that at a friend's house. Um, Finally, with the advent of the Game Boy Advance, I got to sample it very shortly. But rather than playing Yoshi's Island, I actually ended up playing the uh, the Mario Bros. Um, game included on that Game Boy Advance version. So <laughs> it finally fell with the 3DS and the Ambassador program that I got a copy of the game um, and only played briefly at the time. So my latest play has actually been on the 3DS Um of that version, and very, very recently. Dave? Uh, okay, so so I played this the first time on Super Nintendo when it first came out. 
I, I actually wasted a Christmas on, on this one. Uh, <laughs> I love Super Mario World, so it's like, oh, of course the sequel's going to be better. But, you know, that that's what the rest of the podcast is for. Uh, after a good 10 years passed, I decided, you know what, maybe maybe I didn't give it a fair chance. And then I completed it again. And I haven't touched it since until right now where I've completed it for the third and, and most likely final time. I played it on the virtual console. I played the GBA version because I haven't played that before. It's always been the SNES. Hmm. Well, I wouldn't say it's the final time, Dave, because we're going to be doing this uh, Retro Rewind remastered probably in about three or four years. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So whilst doing a little bit of research for the show, uh, Wikipedia, as always, turned out to be gold. And uh, before we move on to the art style, I would like to mention the following. So this game was uh, produced by Shigeru Miyamoto. He was the producer and he worked with uh, the Nintendo EAD team. Allegedly, he was not happy with the direction that previous Yoshi games had pushed towards and he wanted to expand the story of Yoshi further. He originally built it in the Super Mario World engine and he took it to the Nintendo marketing team who uh, rejected it based on that that engine was starting to look a bit dated and other games had come out that had done more, such as Donkey Kong Country. Miyamoto wasn't happy with that. And rather than trying to force it down that Donkey Kong look, he decided he wanted to change the art direction to um, a cartoonish style that was based on crayon art. And for me, that's great because that's one of the biggest draws to me for this game is the art style. I love it. I just love the way that everything is kind of highlighted roughly it looks like it's just been done in a rush, but it's obviously not. It's it's done that for uh, to to look like that on purpose. Um, the animations of all the characters, good and bad, Yoshi, Mario, all the Goombas and stuff are are just brilliant. There's been many time I've just sat and watched the animations of each character uh, go through. So, how do you guys feel about the art style and the animation? Well, I'm going to jump in straight away because, yeah, the the animation, the the art style, everything about it, that's that's what pulled me into it definitely for a starter. Uh, it looks amazing. It looks like nothing else on the um, on the snares. I mean, with the exception of of Wild Guns recently, um, I haven't seen games which really which really go go that far out as a stretch to even look you know like they're surpassing what the the snares can do. Uh yeah, I'll kind of, I kind of agree. This has got to be like. I would say probably the best usage of the FX chip. What they do here, it, it's not your, your gimmicky F-Zero. It's not your, whoa, let's zoom down to the world map. It, what they do with the FX chip and the way it can morph and stretch and pull, uh, plus the cartoony art style, really works together nicely. Mm. I um, I I thought it was okay. I actually I really like the splash loading screen with the 3D world rotating. I thought that was that was that was a really nice touch. So that that um, turned me on greatly. And then I got into the game, and <laughs> I wasn't I didn't know and having not known anything about it before, I that's crayon drawn world. I was I was half and half over it. I thought it looked quite nice, but it wasn't quite doing it for me. I hope I hope that's okay. No, that, that that's fine. Um. I, in my notes, I've got some things that kind of stood out for me. Um, mm-hmm. And one of them was, Dave, you might have to correct me on this, uh, Mike. Uh, the, 
throughout the game you'll reach spots of water and there'll normally be this like big hand-drawn monster that'll come out um now wikipedia says that monster is called a nep enut um i don't, I don't know if that's right um, but I, I love the drawing style of this. Uh, it's it's basically just a a big blob with a mouth and eyes and teeth. But the the way that they've drawn the outline of that character, it it looks like a child's drawn it, and it just fits with it the world so well that when I first came across this guy, rather than trying to jump over him or throw an egg off him, I just kind of watched his animation and kind of. I lured him around the world to see uh, to see how he would move and how he pops up. I thought that was quite cool. Yeah, from from what I I saw in it, it's, there's some crazy sort of scaling, translucency effects, all sorts of stuff. You you yeah. know, you, there's there's parts in it where it's sort of pushing beyond what two D is capable of, definitely. And uh, you know, like like other other classic games which do it so well, like a uh, Symphony of the Night, it just you know, it does it does it perfectly at, at such an early stage, which is which is uh, pretty unbelievable. Yeah, uh, another one I've I've got just to reiterate on my my point on the animations. Uh, there's there's one boss in the game where you get swallowed by a frog, and you have to you have to throw mm. eggs off the uh, or sorry, you have to spit out enemies back at the tonsils of the frog, and eventually uh, Yoshi gets pooped out of the frog, which is uh, <laughs> kind of ironic because he's been doing this to everyone throughout the game so you see him come out and he's just in complete shell shock his, his eyes are all over the place he doesn't move for a good five to ten seconds while he adjusts to what's just happened and i, I thought that was brilliant well i didn't yeah. i'm grumpy no th- 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 <laughs> there's a lot of charm to the animation even, yeah. even just the the stupid little things like the way yoshi will just kind of scratch his chin if he's got a moment yeah, or or yeah. that that little march they do, yeah. There, <laughs> yeah. There's there's a lot in here that's just charming. Like very rarely will you be able to look at this game and not smile. Even me. Yeah, moving on with uh, charm. I think the music and the sound effects is another thing that showed a lot of charm for me in the game. And again, another reason why I enjoy this game so much. It's so easy to just put some headphones on and kind of listen away to what's going on in that game. Um. You may you may guess that I really like this game, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how did you find the music and the the sound effects? Annoying, to be honest. Really? Do not. Mm. I I cannot stand. It, it doesn't sound Mario, and I know I know it's not a Mario game. It's technically a Yoshi game, but and I don't mind the Yoshi aesthetic because I do like Yoshi Story, like the the sound and the music and that. I like that. There's something about it here that just kind of rubs me the wrong way. Like like the cave music, right? When you're walking around and you're trying to find your way through there because you forget how to get through there. That music gets so annoying to me. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I thought I thought the music was I yeah, I agree. Look, that was really charming and it really I, I thought between the music and the visual style of it, it's quite a cuddly friendly game like the amount of times i had to battle the kids off me to try and get rid of them so that i could just sit and play in peace <laughs> and quiet because they just wanted to join in and i'm like no daddy's working <laughs> this is business <laughs> <laughs> you know it's I, I just thought it's it's spot and i ended up I had to put headphones on and hide in a corner behind the sofa just to get just to get rid of them. <laughs> 
No, the the music for me it's it's odd to say this after after you know stopping Dave in his tracks just then, but it's a real mixed bag for me. It feels like some of it's completely forgettable. The the sound effects are always pretty much there for me, but but I mean apart from the cave music and a, a few other theme theme tracks which which seem well you know they they seem like cl- classic status songs. Uh, a lot of it is just throwaway for me, unfortunately. I'm not sure what how to pinpoint on exactly what the problem is, but yeah, with with a few few exceptions, I think most of all the uh, music fails, but the soundtracks are the top still. Yeah, I it's weird because uh, it seems that you you like the cave music um, over other parts of the score. Whilst like Dave, I, I really I'm really not that keen on the cave music. I I think it's maybe because I associate those levels as being quite difficult or boring. I found the puzzle parts of this game a little bit, a little bit difficult. Um, well, sorry, not difficult, just tiresome, just not entertaining. Yeah, definitely. Um, but you guys have got to admit that the sound effects that Yoshi makes, you know, when he when he does his like, he jumps and he does that little hover run stomp. he does, uh, and the stomp especially, they're great. Remember those sound effects that you know from the GBA version weren't in the SNES version. The Yoshi noises. They weren't in the SNES oh, okay. one. Yep. Right. Okay. So I've not played the SNES version. Yeah, he made some weird noise in the SNES. That also explains why I'm thinking, what, is, what are you talking about? Yeah, that is GBA. The stomp as well. The stomp's brilliant. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like He does the hi Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's one of the reasons cool. I wanted to play the GBA one was because, you know, well, that's what Yoshi sounds like to me. It's like playing a Mario game without hearing him. Here we go! Kind of stuff. You, know, you gotta hear that. <laughs> so, how, how did you guys find the differences between the versions? I guess, Dave, you're probably the person that's going to give the most insight into this. Uh, the GB, the, the, whoever ported that sucker deserves a medal. Because that is yeah. almost frame for frame the SNES version. There, there are hmm. a few things like I mean the sound quality is not not as good as the SNES because it's coming through your TV, but graphically wise they did a outstanding job of porting that. There's only a few places here and there where you can tell like if you blow it up to a TV you can definitely tell differences. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, there's there's not much difference other than like Yoshi noises and the way the camera moves sometimes like in the GBA version, I found myself having to actually look up more often than I do on the mm. SNES. It seems like there's more screen real estate on a screen at a time on the SNES, yeah. but I don't know if, if that's just me or if that's actually true. It's I haven't looked into it. Yeah. It's definitely not just you. Yeah. I felt like I couldn't see everything I wanted to see. In fact, most, most of the time I couldn't see much. It's mm. <laughs> so a bit of a shame. Um, it felt like it was really the ratio just felt felt funny for the game. Yeah, I, I actually like, had to uh, check and see if my TV was on the zoom setting because it felt very close. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, that's, that's funny. I, I I'm not sure if this would be considered as a game breaking bug, but there's one level in World Three. You basically get shot up around the level with uh, there's like springs that you can jump on, and this is where I stopped playing it when I originally played it. I just could not figure out what to do. So it happened again this time when I'm playing the Game Boy Advance version. And I uh, watched a YouTube video of how to do it. And the guy was playing on the SNES. And when I jumped around the level, 
I couldn't see any obvious path. When this guy jumped around the level, there's an obvious path on the right, but it's out of shot in the Game Boy Advance version. So if you look up uh, at the right part, you can see the, the wall that you need to knock down. But I could not see that possible without it, and I got stuck there before. So I know exactly the part you're talking about. Bug. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, see, I just remembered. I was like, I think there's a wall there. I remember there being a wall there. But yeah. Yeah, I must have spent a good 15, 20 minutes trying to find a way around this, thinking I'm being stupid. There's something not right here. And uh, it turns out I wasn't being stupid. So <laughs> the first time ever. I was going to say, this this sort of brings us to the elephant in the room, which for me is definitely the, the level design of the game. I was just yeah. going to bring that yeah. up. Because this yeah, is held as a so masterclass <laughs> for level design. It's like, ew, no, no. I... Yeah, I, I didn't understand that. I could not find a poor critic's review of this game, and I yeah. don't understand why. There's, there's, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever played like. I mean, I mean, I know it's funny. I'm saying it to you, but you guys ever played a crappy European platformer where it, it's one of those games where they just hand you a level and then sprinkle just uh, here's a bunch I of toasters. Was I thought Amiga games, Amiga. Oh, good man, Mike. Yeah, that's what it feels like. James Pond. Hmm. Yeah, and the the later Yoshi's games delve even further towards that deep end. I think, but this is definitely. I looking back on it, I I always remember Yoshi's Island as a a decent game, but I must have only played the first few levels because. Yeah. There is really, this is definitely the start of that track towards the, the pure Amiga platformer, or, well, European platformer, as you might say. It's, it's, it's oh, I don't know where to start, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it feels hell, like it's on. made by an RNG. It's like, and the next part <laughs> of the level will be this one. It's like, ah, oh, yeah. jeez. Where, where did you guys get to, then? Uh, let, let's take um, it by that. I'll go, I'll go first because I think I might have got least farthest. Um, <laughs> I'll just go with that. I got to the third world and the third level on the third world. And it, I think at that point, I stopped being able to absolutely and utterly run as fast as I could through the level <laughs> and started and started hating it. So then I, I just I, I ran out of time to play it. I'm sorry, Luke. No, no, but, it's fine. I think by the middle of the second world, I was really just trying to get through each level as quickly as possible. Cool. I finished at the very start of World 4. Um, as with Craig, I, I did try the running approach at some points, but even then, the flow of the level seems so... It doesn't help you much. Just, yeah. Nah. Just craziness you don't know should you be jumping on top of this tree they're all spaced out at weird wacky angles yeah, yeah. the the jump boxes have, have they did they put any thought into if people tried to use it as some sort of there's no flow there's no real flow for me in this game at all mm-hmm. yeah how about you Dave? the guy who hates it going into it is the only one that finishes it yeah i hate you yeah, all yeah i I'm, I'm really sorry dave i i put at least nine to ten hours into this game. Uh, and as I said before, I only got to World 3, Level 4 previously. And after that, that's when I found the game just really degraded in quality. I found 
I ju- just thank God for scum state is all I can say because oh, the checkpoint. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. It, it it's nothing. It's not. It's not that I was running out of lives. It's just I could not be bothered with the checkpoints. They were quite far apart, and you often the find keys. That, the keys. What the yeah. keys? Yeah, so for anyone in the audience, um, there's locked doors that can appear and sometimes they'll take you to a bonus area. Sometimes they are a requirement to pass the level. So Majority of the time. Yeah, often you have to either smash a a pot plant or find a secret cloud that has a key in it and then the key will follow you around when you pick it up. But you'll often find you run all the way to the end of a level to find you don't have the key and then you have to go back and play this weird game of Where's the key? <laughs> it's not fun. Um, I, I will say though, later on, there are a few levels that feel good. Like they're the, probably my favorite level is is one called "Don't Stop Moving," and it feels really good to play. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, for the most part, I don't think it degrades in quality. I think the, later on is where the the ideas they had they got bolder with them. It's like, instead of giving you a taste of this, now we're going to go whole hog. So it's not necessarily bad. It's just, wow, I am not down with that idea in the least. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I found that what was happening was, so some of the levels, like every time you started a new world, you'd get a new theme. So the fifth level was snow. And that was fine. The first, the first part of that world was great. But then what seemed to happen as rather than, bring in new ideas they just filled the screen with monsters yoshi can't die in this game unless you hit spikes or fall in lava what happens is if you hit an enemy uh baby mario starts to cry he gets himself caught in a snot bubble or something and starts to float away and then uh you have up to 10 seconds to try and recover him that was one of the bits that annoyed me the most was why can't we just die <laughs> together why do you need to just float off and try and be captured you're, yeah. you're ruining this for yourself. That, oh, you you most whole... certainly can die together if you find blocks crushing you from all different angles, like yeah. a game of Tetris. You'll find Great. Your... If someone could you tell me what, what level has those blocks, I will go and revisit that level just to um, get crushed. You can jump in the lava. I did that once or twice. Yeah. And, and, and do keep in mind, too, that if you collect the little stars with feet that are actually kind of cute, and I want a plushy star with feet, yeah. and I'll pretend <laughs> it's right star, um, you can increase that timer to 30 seconds at max. Yeah, yeah. Which is, is, if you Uh, don't know the boss fights, it's almost critical. uh, Yeah, I mean, I found the piranha plant a real pain until until I realized there was quite a cheap way of beating him. What? Did you do the egg Uh, in the beginning? That's that's the end of... No, yeah, throwing the eggs just at at the water. Oh, yeah, 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 that's the only way to beat them. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, right, I'm bouncing it against the back wall and then underneath him. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah, because like right before it tells you, you know, how to skip on it. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like Zelda. If you learn something new, you'll probably have to use it to beat the boss. Yeah. So uh, ju- just for the audience, uh, Yoshi can uh, swallow certain types of enemies and turn. He can either spit them back out and hit other enemies or he can turn them into eggs for later. The eggs can be used to uh, throw. And basically, if you hit the throw button, a cursor will appear that kind of arcs in a, I don't know, a 150 sort of radius. Uh, and then you have to hit the throw button again to, to chuck the egg. How did you guys get find the mechanic of that? I I didn't like the mechanic of it and then found a setting. And I didn't like the double pressing, but there's a oh, setting hasty. you can change. So you, 
yeah, you can hold the button and then let yeah. go, and he chucks it. That's what I used. I, I much preferred that. Egg throwing was was one of the greatest pleasures of the game for me. Just pick, eating a few guys, pooping them back out, and and chucking their <laughs> egg encapsulated corpses at other baddies. That was. That, that well, we don't know game. if they die in there or not. Maybe it's so quick that they're just in there. You see them kind of shaking around and stuff. Yeah. So you got to assume they're still alive. Yeah. Maybe he's a bit of a masochist. Or sadist. <laughs> Egg throwing is cool, and the only thing that saved it from being frustrating for me was you can point it directly up. Like, you don't have to wait for it to swing up. If you hit hold up while you're hitting the egg throw button, it'll automatically just point it directly above you. Oh, I didn't, I I didn't that figure out. that one out, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that, that helps quite a bit. Uh, another game mechanic that I found quite weird was that... Uh, so. Mario can pick up stars and he then jumps off of uh, Yoshi. Yoshi turns into an egg and he'll, he can run up walls and stuff, which I thought was quite cool. It's like flashback to what Mario will be able to do. The, the one thing I found a bit weird is throughout the levels, there are different, um, I almost say like coins that Yoshi can pick up and he can turn it. Oh, the transformation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can turn into like a, a digger. He can turn into a helicopter, a submarine, a car. They're all <laughs> they were cool, but I didn't think it. I didn't think it fit into the world very well. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say every time I ran into one, it's just oh man, another helicopter. It doesn't. It doesn't fit into. It's this thing that you said earlier, Dave, where they sound. They seem to be pushing the boundaries. It just to me felt completely out of place. T- turning into a plane um, and flying across the, light, I was just like, "What?" Or a helicopter, or whatever. I um, yeah, I they're two like very it. different things, sir. <laughs> a plane and a helicopter. They're not. They both fly. Whatever's the first. What's what, the first one? The one first hovers, one was the plane. Yeah. What was it? Well, no, I, I mean, technically, there's a submarine at one point. I remember. Yeah, there's also yeah. the mole. I think is the mole the first one. No, mole's the second one you get. I believe helicopters the yeah. first. Oh, was mole the second? Yeah, yeah. helicopters the first. The car. I don't know what. Why would there be a car with extendable legs for wheels? I because it's fun. There. I'll, I'll give the car. <laughs> I, I mean, here, here's here's. I think why we're all bouncing off. Is this isn't a Yoshi thing. This is just a this game thing. And, yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. at some point they wanted Yoshi to be, like, a ditto or something and be able to Play-Doh into other things. But, yeah, it just doesn't work for Yoshi. If you were playing a different character, this is all new, yeah, it might actually mm-hmm. work. Yeah. The the car one reminded me of, um, so the car can elevate, like, massively and just have its wheel on wheels on stilts. It reminded me of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and I've got to check if there was a similar sort of release date around that, if they maybe saw the film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. (laughs) See, the only thing I can relate to in games that's like that was James Pond. Is it like when you go (laughs) shooting up into the sky as James Pond? Yeah. And then drag yourself up? Okay. I didn't get, I obviously Um, didn't get to the car or didn't get it. A couple of things that bugged me, and they're very small, but they just every time infuriated me. This is kind of hard to explain, so bear with me. I'm an idiot. Um, you, you know those those spots where it looks like there's no background; it's just foreground, but then you jump into it, and it's like a hidden section. Oh, and yeah. that noise it makes, yeah. and it pauses the gameplay. Yeah, uh, yeah, the transitions, especially the animation of changing to vehicles as well. That, that oh, it's painful to just sit there because yeah. uh, there's one level where you have to jump from uh, hidden area to hidden area to hidden area to hidden area yeah. and it yeah, takes like 10 minutes 
well, okay, not 10 minutes. <laughs> if you suck, Luckily, it takes the 10 controls minutes. are responsive enough that you, it picks up exactly what you're doing if you're yeah. doing a... Yeah. There's one, I mean, where, uh, there's one you've got to jump yeah. in, and it's got uh, it's got one of those guys that shoot... Oh, what's it? The bullets. The bullet bills? The, bullet yeah, bills. bullet bills. Yeah, sorry. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Uh, there's one of those, and if you jump in wrong at the wrong time, you then get hit with that and knocked out of it. <laughs> I, I, that hit me three times in a row. Ugh! Yeah, that... There's such odd bits, though, where you're teased with bullet bills while trying to do butt stomps on, like, pegs and things, which you don't even know are part of the scenery at points. It's, it's such an it, odd it, thing it to feels know like... the game could have such a good backing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know Rotten to a cause too, too far to go. But... No, I think it's competent. Mm. But I, I do wonder if, if you took Yoshi out of this, you took all, everything Nintendo out of it and gave it to somebody, if they would like it as much. Because yeah. I've always wondered, is it the reputation of, oh, Miyamoto made this game, and it's one of the last he actually, I believe, had a direct hand in making before mm. he decided to play in his garden and, and make music and just be that weird uncle. I wonder if it's because of that that this gets – because I don't get it. it. It's the same thing as Super Metroid, but that, that's, a, that's a different podcast. I don't get why this game is so hallowed to where they actually teach courses on the level design. If you that, feel no, that that's, way, that's a shocker. If you feel that's that way, guys, shocker, like like audience, let us let me know. Because me specifically, because I'm really curious. Because I've always hated this game, even when I was a kid. It's just it's not Mario. It doesn't flow. It's so I'm curious. If you feel yeah. that way, tell me why. But I yeah, think we've sorry. all kind of come to the conclusion of the same sort of thing. I mean, Craig Craig said earlier he was looking for bad reviews, and I actually did the same thing, thinking. Like, I remember this game being great, and I had a pretty similar experience up until the point where I'd got stuck. And then I just found, okay, I've either had too much of this, or the game's changing to the point where I'm not enjoying the level design. There's one there's one level where you have to find four keys. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I just, I, I couldn't be bothered with it. I was just, let, let me progress. I, You know, you've got, you basically come into a room that's shaped like an X with a door in the middle and each path on the X will take you to a key. And it's just obtuse. I just was not... By that point, I just wanted to progress to complete the game because I felt bad for Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, out of curiosity, bosses, guys. Bosses are another mm. thing that are held in high regard. These bosses are amazing. But, yeah, except for Raphael the Raven and maybe the end fight, because I do some interesting stuff with Baby Bowser, all of the boss fights are the same. It's Hawk Eggs here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's a Mario thing, right? Because, I mean, all the the Koopalings in Mario 3, you just jump on their heads. It's just the way it goes. But again, I, I love the graphics. What they do with that FX chip is amazing. It blows Stunt Racer FX out of the water. But I don't get why they're held in such high regard. And you guys realize we are going to get crucified, then set on fire, then probably gassed. For this podcast. I don't think we're wrong if pretty much all of us agree fully yeah. from the start here. I don't <laughs> just remember a colony of idiots doesn't make it right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, I'm sure a lot of people who would have rated this game highly would have played a lot of similar games to me throughout their life. I, I'm struggling to get my head around it, to be honest. I, I'm going to come in and just say that. I liked all the animation of the bosses. Like, there's a really cool bit where um, the the evil wizard comes along, and she will turn one of the enemies you fought into a bigger form of itself. So, 
you might get a bigger uh the guy with the gas masks or you might get a bigger plant but as soon as that happens and that oh that that's cool what's he gonna do thing wears off and you realize you've either just got to throw an egg or jump on its head or push it off a ledge there there was no challenge in any of the bosses that i encountered although i never made it right to the end i i had two more bosses to beat the only one i think is is really cool to where i would pluck that out and use that in a different game is i believe it's sluggy the unshaven i'm not sure if that's the right one but that's a cool name uh Hmm. it's the one that looks like a blob and you have to repeatedly hit eggs in the same spot in order to push its body in that is cool i did like that there was one where it's a a red shell koopa and he oh uh, yeah you have to hit you have to hit him in the head three times like quite accurately with not a lot of time to do it before he'll fall on his back and then you can stomp on his chest. I did enjoy that boss. Oh, uh, remind me guys, maybe you guys know, they did that later on, right? Like I can't place where I've seen that again in the Mario series. Was it Galaxy? Where you had to tip something over Mm. and then jump on it? Or was it Yoshi's Woolly World? I can't remember. I'm not sure. I have played Galaxy. I've not played Yoshi's Woolly World and I do not remember so I'm betting okay, really maybe it is Yoshi's. Back. Is it not mm-hmm. N64 one on the first uh, Yoshi story? You get to the top. No, no, no. Uh, Super Mario 64. Oh, you got to grab a guy by the tail and spin him, and then jump. That's Bowser. Him, a guy? It's Bowser, man. A guy. <laughs> a guy. Whatever. <laughs> Doctor <I>, Robotnik. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think Mega Man picks up Doctor Wily, spins him in a circle, and throws him into Doctor Robotnik. You yeah. might be right. So is Yoshi's Willy World good? Uh, No, (laughs) I I mean yeah, really. Uh, It's it's (laughs) it's more of this, guys. Uh, It's they took Yoshi's Island and then decided to very liberally kind of rip off their best friend. So I don't know if it's rip off Hal with Kirby's Epic Yarn. Mm -hmm. And if you kind of mash those two together, you kind of get Yoshi's Willy World. Because mm. I quite like the the look of Yoshi's Woolly World as a yeah. look, the look of it. I like. I liked Epic Yarn better. Yarn. Yeah, uh, try Kirby's Epic Yarn, dude. It, it didn't have the. Um, it'll, I can't say anything that won't get edited out. It didn't have the uh, <laughs> the foppery of of the Yoshi's Island levels, but it does have okay. that yarn motif, and you can't die. So play it with no. your kids. It's, it's fun. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That leaves me with my lingering question, which is that in in all of my previous gaming history, I've always seen Yoshi's Island as the best Yoshi game. Yet now I've actually gone a bit further into it. It's it's far from it. Um, the other one that I do remember really enjoying though was a uh, Yoshi's Story on the N sixty four. Now, was that genuine love I was feeling, or does that fall apart? I don't remember the levels being as haphazard in Yoshi's Story. I remember that being more standard platformer. But yeah, I thought the same thing. I think I'm going to end up going back to it and checking it out once I get over my Yoshi downer. Cool. Um, All right, guys. Well, I think we've had a pretty good chat about that. Uh, Would you like to give any final thoughts before we uh, call it quits? No. Oh, okay. Bye! Um, I'm I'm proud. I was probably the most negative going in, and I'm probably close to the most negative going out. Right. So I do want to state there is a lot that this game does that's really good. This is probably the most powerful game on the SNES that runs smooth. There are chunks of slowdown, but it runs smooth. 
what they did with the design does not detract from what they did with the animation, what they did with the models, what they did with all the, the Mode 7 stuff. It's worth looking into. Even if you just watch a YouTube video, it's worth it because it's very impressive. I mean, this was Nintendo's kind of proving that, no, we don't need a 32-bit system yet. No, see, we can do this. And that does warrant some merit. So while I think we all kind of dislike the game itself, yeah, we all kind of appreciate what it did, even though it's not fun. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, you're right. I, t- I mean, the only addition I have to that is I still, I know it's been brought up a couple of times, I don't understand the praise and the gloriously positive reviews and the running game classes showcasing this as being the pinnacle of level. Does it, I don't get that at all. Some of it and will come down I, to taste, though. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll allow well, for that. Yeah. Some people like James Pond and Monty on the run. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But there's nothing wrong with James Pond anyway. But other, yes, other than that... Um... <laughs> no, I agree. There's the, the look of it, the, the sound... Pushing the boundaries, pushing the boundaries. Technically, it's really good. It's just the game didn't quite cut the mustard, if that's a phrase. I think it might be a phrase. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one last dumb question for you guys: Is this the worst Mario game you've ever played? Yeah, the the Super Mario uh, game on the 3DS, the RPG one, the Sleep Brothers one, is by far the worst Mario, if not Nintendo game I've ever Whoa, played. Whoa, Dream Team, really? Yeah, was it terrible? Because I was I was thinking about picking that up because it looked they, quite good. They are yeah, good. I thought that as well. I got twenty hours into it, and they were still hand holding me at every opportunity. Oh uh, well, that's never Nintendo. Oh, uh, it's not. That's the worst I've seen it. I can't really tell what the worst Mario I've played in the past was, but this this does now fill that mantle. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, it's such a. It's such a, a missed opportunity. If this had been the kind of layout of any other Mario game, even if it had copied itself just a little bit more from any of the other games, I think it might well have been a classic. But as it stands, there's just something something that doesn't gel at all. And I think it's definitely down to just the level design and flow of the game. Mm. You know, which you know, it, it conflicts with what it's trying to be completely. I think everything the the entire package is there. It's just not tied up right. <laughs> I'm guessing that's the only analogy I can think of. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think I uh, I think I agree with you guys. I was trying to think, you know, what's changed since I loved this game previously, and what and and now where I'm not so keen on it, and I probably wouldn't recommend it or go back to it. And I think. I've discussed this before. I've got two styles of game play where one is I'll sit on a console and I'll just hammer things out. The other is I'll I'll have a portable gaming system and I will play a game for 10, 15, half an hour before I'll pause it, I'll put it to sleep or I'll save and I'll come back to it. And that's how I played this game previously. And I think that's maybe why I, I had such a fondness for it. The level design didn't start to great. And the you know this is maybe one of the best looking games on the Game Boy Advance, let alone the SNES. So it it had so much charm to it that in short bursts it maybe worked for me. Um, but I am glad I've gone back to it 
just to kind of relive that again. And even if it's just on the base of the graphics and animations and the sound design, I, I have had fun with it. Although it was a bit of a grit your teeth and try and complete this game. I think it's far too long. It's one of the, my main gripes. Uh, right, guys. So uh, we, we are the bit effect. Uh, every two weeks we do this Retro Rewind show. Uh, and if you'd like to get in touch with a game suggestion or some feedback, you can do so uh, at The Bit Effect for Facebook and Twitter. And our Gmail address is thebiteffect at gmail.com. We also do another show every other second week where we discuss a subject um, and we go into a little bit of depth about it. So again, if you'd like to suggest the subject for that, please do so. So uh, we've had Yoshi. Who's up next? Okay, yeah, yeah. The next choice from me is um, Beyond Oasis, aka the Story of Four, a 1994 release from a uh, ancient corporation. Look forward to uh, to that very soon. Cool. All right. Say goodbye. Goodbye. And stop. Oh, already. Three.